program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Hey, we're in a good mood today, so let's make it awesome. Two hours of radio. Jeff Cardozo, Patrick Dooley, Jose will produce today, so the tremendous trio to talk about a win for the Gator football team. Inching closer and closer to that five and a half number (laughs) that Vegas said the Gators wouldn't get there. You know what I'm going to say? They're not going to hit right on it. Probably not. We're giving you a half a win there. Maybe they can give Miami a half a win. (laughs) Which that was not miserable to watch. Well, I'll tell you a quick story about it. So we had, Karen is out of town still. She'll be back tomorrow and I miss her terribly. But her sisters both came over with their husbands. So we're we're sitting there on the couch watching the game. So you guys are that tight that when she's not there you hang out with her sisters? Yeah, and they stayed at our house. Nice. Um, so I'm watching the um, – like we're watching the game, and then obviously it's going to end, and so let's go find another game. And then mm-hmm. I went then – then both uh, – everybody wanted to go to bed because they were tired. It was pretty late, and I, and they'd been out all night you know, and everything. So I'm ready. I, I'm like, well, I'm going to go and watch still a little bit of another game. Oh, oh, the Arizona-USC game, which was a great game too. And I get in there, and I'm – all of a sudden, they're flashing scores, and I go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Georgia Tech beat Miami? What What am I missing here? And then I had to scatter to find out what happened. And then I, I still – I finally got to watch it today. <laughs> they wow. were showing the replay, and I got to actually see what exactly what happened. I still don't think it was a fumble, personally, but I'm glad they called it. I am too. I just – I don't think – I think if the way you if you listen to the referee, the way they said it was they didn't have indisputable evidence, yeah. and because it was called that way on the field, that they right. couldn't it, overturn it. And that again is why a lot of calls don't get overturned because it's got to be yeah. indisputable. When, when you might think that, but yeah, there's one angle that doesn't show it, one angle that does. It's but tough to, my thing is, I'm just saying I didn't think it was a fumble, but but I'm glad it was called. I'm, but still. You can't let a guy get behind your no, defense. Come on. I thought, what was that? Tyree Cleveland running free back there. The the best part of that was as the dude's going in the end zone, you all of a sudden see like these two flying objects oh, coming I know, out. I know. So the, the fans were. So I think there were more off. than two. Uh, I saw. Well, yeah, there was a two, bunch yeah. after that, but at least two as he was sliding in the end zone. Well, so at least we're not Miami today. Yes. Well, we're, I think at least we're not Miami every day. Is still a good way to go yes. through life. That is a, a good way to, to look at it. And and he tried to play it off in his post-game press conference, too. And give credit to – I don't know if you listened to that part of it. I didn't. So he's saying the statement, well, you know, it was, 
there was there was one fifty seven, and if we did this, and there would have been twenty seconds left, so it was third and ten. We thought we could get the first down, so we didn't take a knee, and this is what. what. So then a guy, the guy next to follow up on that says, "So coach, you're telling me that you thought that you were going to get it on third and ten? That's why you ran the football." And it and it still didn't matter if you got it or didn't no. get it. Either way, the game was over. And and then he says, "We should have taken a knee." Yeah. And then wow. he finally ad- ad- admitted it. So he tried to, in his statement, well, come he, up with a different way to put it. And again, people know him much better. But he did it about three years ago at Oregon. Yeah. Same thing. Didn't take a knee. Fumbled. Stanford went down, tied the game, lost it in overtime. Yeah. Um. So clearly. With all the coaches that all these different teams have, they need one Pat Dooley in every stadium. So one person to go, take a knee. Do you one think, person to go, make sure we have 11 guys on the field. <laughs> do you think that people on the staff are scared to go say something to them? Because I, I would, I, I, and I asked the same thing even about Spurrier when he was coaching or Napier when he's coaching. I, I think there's enough people on the sidelines that have common sense and to say, why aren't we kneeling it? But do they have enough balls to run up there and say, hey, coach, why aren't we taking a knee? Well, that was why it was always good for Spurrier to have um, um, Carl Franks. Carl Franks will be no coach. We, we can't go for it on fourth and, and 20 from our own three. And then he still would go for it. <laughs> but – you at least had uh, you like everybody needs a coach who can say no 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 that's not the right thing to do yeah um, but I I don't know if he's intimidated his own staff to that point I don't know it's just um, amazing that think about this I mean they they've got a lot of tough games left going forward but you played probably your worst game of the year and still we're going to pull it out which is which I always take as a sign of a really good team. But now I can't say that about Miami because they were going to still win, even though your favorite player, Sonny Van Dyke, as I call him, was uh, was bad that whole game. So um, no, you're the one that thought he was going to win the Heisman last no, year. I, there was a moment this year where I thought he might do it again. He might be repeat duly champion. <laughs> but nah, it it it, it that's certainly got to be tough, and it's just such a weird year this year. Um, yeah, for we, for USC to struggle like they did against a not so good team should have lost. I mean, they really should have gone for lost. two yeah. at the end. I mean, you don't give Caleb Williams another chance. No, you, know? you don't do that. You got a and, chance to beat them. I mean, Notre Dame getting throttled by Louisville was I think surprising to me. Well, that was a great stat that I I, I didn't bring. I, I'm just trying to remember all the teams: Louisville, uh, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. There's one more. One more that I can't remember. Like basketball schools? Basketball schools all are ranked in football. Wow. First time it's ever happened. Where those six, I can't remember the sixth one. It's not Syracuse. It's, um, ah, gosh, blank. That's what happens when you get old. Anyway, so they're all ranked, which is pretty cool. Georgetown? No, it's not Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's another thing I was doing today, Jeff. I, I, I said, hey, you know, we're halfway through the season. Six games in, got six to go. But the six that they've got left are really hard. So I l- went and looked it up, you know, did, did the math and everything and figured out 
they're they're uh, because I had not kept track of anything that's happened with some of those other teams. And McNeese has not won a game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte's won one, and and so that brings their record down. But I think it was like sixteen and eighteen in the first six is the opponent's record, and the back half is like twenty four and ten. Yeah, so yeah, it's going to get harder. It's going to get very difficult. All and right, it, so and again, four of the six games are away from the swamp. So then, to this day, right now, knowing that, who is the easiest opponent the Gators have left? Well, I'd have to say Arkansas. It's at home, and they're two and four, I think now. So Arkansas over South Carolina. Yeah, well, South Carolina's on the road. I, I know this team has to show it can show up. All right, so if you take away home and road. I know you can't really do that because of how bad the Gators have played on the road. Yeah. But if you're just looking at opponents, not factoring anything else, who's the easiest opponent? Who should Florida beat? Probably South Carolina. Because Arkansas was still with, yeah, with Jefferson. With, um, you know, I know their running back has been hurt. Rocket Sanders has been hurt, but he he was back playing. Um, I think they're 2-4, and four and, and South Carolina is, what, 2-3, and three, mm-hmm. I think. So and I think it's... Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yep. Those, somehow, somehow you got to figure a way to win two games. Yeah, those are the yeah. two that you need to. But listen, LSU's defense is awful, which I don't understand at all. They've got the literally a generational player on defense and can't figure out how to use them right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there should be a, a if the NCAA wants to get involved in making some rules, it should be that. LSU and Southern Cal have got to play at some point this season because <laughs> that score could be 85 to 84. And, and if we're going to say that LSU's defense is awful, you got to say Missouri's wasn't any good, although you probably have a better quarterback and Jay offense. looked good in that game. He was really good. Yeah. So, well, But be, you're right, yeah. They're, they're all things that you can look at now the rest of the way and say Florida can win those four games. Now, Georgia and Florida State may be a, a different story. But if you do that and you finish with eight wins now all of a sudden, then I know it's it's far-fetched it's a big to if. say at this point. And, but and remember remember what we went we were into on, couple, after they beat Tennessee. Tennessee. And everybody was like, they're going to win the East right. now. No, I never said. Remember we crushed that dude for calling and saying did. they're going to beat Georgia. We did. But I think you can at least say that it's there. It's within these guys to play well. But how does now Billy Napier – because that was the question Friday. Are we going to figure it out offensively? Are the Gators going to be able to put up points? Are they going to look better than they did against Kentucky? And they, they certainly did. And Well, fortunately, they didn't cover the bootleg to the tight end the entire night. Right. But, the, but they're doing things that they didn't do previously. So they're, they're now doing things with the offense. You found a playmaker maybe now in, in Boardingham. You can definitely see when th- when three's on the field how the difference yeah. that that makes. You put one, three, and six on the field, and now maybe eight at the same time, like that. And I and I I, I saw, you know, 18. I saw that's the answer. I saw, if you add them all up, <laughs> and I and I and I saw Terry Jackson on the on the sideline. It was great to see him. And I said, yeah, Khalil's doing great, man. It's awesome, and he's got a bum ankle, so he's you know fighting through that, but. I, I obviously like Khalil, and I've known him growing up, but there's a difference in playmaking abilities when he's not on the field, and the other guys are a little bit better. So I, I think through these games now, you're starting to understand 
where your playmakers can be utilized, right. what kind of impacts that they can make, and we'll see what happens. Well, Jeff, you know, I, I'm always trying to get you to read Ball 4, right? Yes. All right. One day you'll read it. So there's a pitching coach for one of the teams that Bouton played for named Sal Magley, who was always second-guessing guys and everything. He was trying to get this guy to throw curveball on, on big pitches, you know, but he wouldn't do it. He always wanted to rely on his fastball. So he throws <laughs> he throws a curveball to a guy, and he hits it 500 feet for like a grand slam. And Sal Magley yells out really loud, not now! <laughs> and that's what I was thinking when Khalil Jackson's pass was picked off. I was like, I've been screaming for trick plays. Run a trick play or two. Not now, though. But he was wide open. He was wide open. And if he throws it... With online. a little authority, yeah, it, it was, was online. Point. He just wasted. You know, I, guys are going to be faster in the SEC than they were at Hawthorne. Yeah. Do they have any? Was there actual helium in the ball at any point? Because it looked like it was floating at a float away. Yeah. He just seemed to. But and again, even in practice too, maybe guys aren't going 100. percent So it's just about the timing of it, and not understanding. I mean, it would have been a good pass if the other defender didn't come in. It would have been right on target. Yeah, and 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 I, I don't mind the call because oh, I don't, I'm kidding about that. I, yeah. I just because once it gets picked, then I'm like, no, not now. Yeah. But you get great field position. You could have gone in yeah. and been up fourteen nothing just like that. I feel like if you just gave the ball to Montreal Johnson like eight times, he was he's he going to get it because do fine. And I give you got to give him a lot of credit because Etienne had kind of become the darling running back, and with him out, uh, he came through big. Montreal's legit. I know he's a good player. I think when people get mad because ETN doesn't get enough carries, I'm like, you, you got no, you got two really good running yeah. backs, folks. And actually, uh, Trayon Webb, nice game too, no doubt. Um, he's good. Forty-three right. yard run, I think it was. So a lot to talk about, and we will do it for the next couple of hours. It's a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Don't be scared to call three nine two eight two five five. Jose will say, "Hey, we'll talk to you, and we'll have some fun here on the tailgate." Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Liana Handler. In girls volleyball, Columbia takes on Bell tonight at 6, while Dixie County plays Brantford at 7. Two Florida Gators scored awards after Saturday's game. Tight end Arliss Broddingham was named SEC Co-Freshman of the Week, while defensive end Princely Umami Ellen was named the East-West Shrine Bowl Defensive Breakout Player of the Week. Professional sports, the Phillies play the Braves tonight in the NLDS. Philly is currently a game ahead in the series. The Dodgers hope to bounce back from their loss yesterday in a game tonight against the Diamondbacks. In the NFL, Jordan Love and the Packers take on Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders. Coverage starts here tonight at 7.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Leona Hamlin. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, 
Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunnies. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Our old cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. SurfPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Have you uh, seen the spread yet for the game Saturday? No. South Carolina minus two. Really? Yeah. So they're basically even. Or Gators actually a little better? Because what do you always say? Three points is the I always home? say three if it's a really great crowd and they know it's going to be like five. Is I think five is what the Swamp usually gets. Okay. Um, but, yeah, three at least. So, yeah, they're, they're basically they're, – they're, Two teams, and nobody knows who's going to win. Somebody posted on Twitter. They did like a 
15 team parlay money line and they got the first 14 right and money line is if you just you just pick the winner you don't right. have to go against the spread or any of that and it's <clears throat> you know judged we'll go over gambling one day for you the last one was the Miami game he picked oh. Miami <laughs> oh, no so he lost oh my God. i think it was a $7,000 bet what if he was in Vegas so watching that he would have won like 45,000 and instead lost because of what happened in Miami? Well, I mean, again, I don't bet for money, but I do a lot of picks. Right? I do them on yeah. on the RUF uh, website. I do it for my podcast. I do it uh, on the uh, other things that I do. But um, I had I had uh, Missouri plus six and a half, and then all of a sudden they throw a pick six on the last yeah. play of the game. Think about it, if I had bet money on that, I might the TV might have been broken. <laughs> but man. All right, well, if your phone's uh, broken, sucks for you. If it works, call us, 392-8255. We'll get Brian to uh, join us on the Titan MRI hotline. Hey, Brian, what's up, man? Hey, guys, how are y'all? Awesome. Good. Yeah. Um, hey, we'll talk about the passing game a little bit. It was great to see um, was the tight end. Is that Boardingham? It is. Kind of had a, a big game. So, um, you know, if he's emerging and you've got of course Pearson and uh Wilson healthy you know that's a good receiving crew and um you know maybe we'll have more success but why do you think um Mertz seems to never throw a deep ball I mean I saw some stats on that maybe on Twitter and it was it was kind of just crazy how how uh rarely he attempts to pass I don't remember if it was 20 yards plus 30 yards plus I mean, what do you think that's all about? He is trying to break the SEC record for best completion yeah. percentage. <laughs> no, yeah, that's obviously fair, right? a joke. But um, <laughs> no, I just no, I think I that that's the way the offense is. I mean, look at look at San Francisco last night. I mean, you you got a guy in Brock Purdy who was the last pick in the draft. He's never lost an NFL regular season game yeah. in two years now, and he does the same thing that what we are seeing with this Gator offense. It's just, it's efficient. It's trying to find the right guys. You don't really need to. They do a lot of motion like Napier does. I know, I mean, Miami's doing the same thing with all the motion. And, I mean, you got all these fast dudes there. And, and I too, it does go deeper because Tyreek Hill is that. But I just think that that's the type of offense that it is. It's not like he can't. I mean, arm strength-wise, I would say it's pretty darn good. But he just there, yeah. there's not a lot of play calls and what the Gators are trying to do that that allow that to happen. And honestly, you know, not to completely crush the offensive line, but they don't give him enough time to do half the crap that they want to do. No, he got crushed on the one that they they called a late hit for it. Uh, And it would have been a touchdown. I mean, it Mm -hmm. was Khalil again. It was wide open, right? It would have been a touchdown, but he couldn't hold on to the ball long enough, and he got crushed just as he hit. hit. So that's part – I think the biggest part is what Jeff's – finish it up with is that Florida's offensive line isn't good enough to throw the ball deep and especially a lot of teams are playing too deep coverage and if they do that uh, throwing deep is just asking for an interception yeah you know it's, it's easy to forget about the offensive line not being able to protect I mean you, you know everybody you look on Facebook and some of the, the stuff it's like oh we got to throw the deep ball but I mean I 
I think there's some merit to that. Occasionally, it seems like you want to stretch the defense if you can. But if you can't protect your quarterback, then you're asking for like a, you know, like a play that happened against Clemson with a, you know, strip. You sack him, you strip him, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, scoop and score or like you say an interception. But man, it would be great if we could get the protection so we can throw deep occasionally and, and test the defense. Um, Last question, like, what, what do you make of uh, any rumors going on that, you know, Napier is going to hire an OC after the season? I think that he will look into uh, everything to, to better this program. And he'll see how the offense goes yeah. the rest of the year. And, and if there's things that, you know, I, I think the Kentucky game probably opened up his eyes a little bit on, you know, maybe having his hands in too many things. And I think he's very yeah. confident with the offense. I think he knows what the heck he's doing, but – you know, maybe it's a little bit different than being a coordinator when you're trying to be the CEO and have your hands in into everything. You might need to step back a little bit from something, and whether that's play calling or something else that's happening during the week, then I think he will do that because again, he wants to win more than you, me, Pat, anybody yeah. that, that's in that locker room, and yeah. anybody that's a Gator fan. Billy Napier no. wants to win more than all of you, and I think that that I mean, he's not. I I don't think he's stubborn enough to just insist on being the play caller no matter what no i mean he's just got to look at it but to me that's a him decision you know it's not it's not a me and you and guys on facebook decision you know it's what he decides he wants to do and then he's got to live with it one way or another he's the guy who's going to have to live with it um would he have to let go of uh a coach to do that because he's got like what two offensive line coaches and you know, is he, yeah, he's got a limit. On the, yeah, you can only have ten. Um, so yeah, he'd have to get rid of somebody. But I mean, usually that kind of stuff yeah. happens organically, like it did last year. They lost yeah. three coaches someone, during the off season. Right. Someone might get an offer somewhere else, and then that that creates an opening. Yeah. Right. But. Um, anyway, I appreciate the call, guys, and always enjoy your show. Yeah, Brian. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And you know, wasn't really. I was half kidding about the completion percentage stuff, but think about this. For those of you that don't know this, your boy Mertz is the only Florida quarterback to complete 70% of his passes or better in six straight starts. And he's done that in his first six starts as a Gator. So in all the great quarterbacks that have ever been a part of this program, nobody has ever done what Graham Mertz has done from an accuracy standpoint. And what was the narrative going in, Dules? Guy's uh, very inaccurate. Yes, he can't he, complete passes. Yes, He's exactly. only 50-something percent. A lot of picks. That dude's got some balls, and, and he's tough. And he's taking a beating. He is. And he bounces right back up and, and does his thing. So I thought he might be done, the one he took in this game. And he was slow to get up. Sure. But he went right – he stayed – and he came out for one play. I think. I know. I guess it was a couple of plays. It was a couple yeah. of plays. Yeah. The, the rest of that series. Yeah. But he ran down trying to get in the series, and then it was third and long, and they didn't convert because of the penalty. So that's why he uh, didn't. Yeah, some things have not gone away. Yeah, I would like to see Max Brown get to throw a pass. but I mean, yeah, obviously he's too a many stud because pe- he's a baseball player. Too many penalties still. I mean, Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. They just – I don't know why they have such a hard time playing a clean game. It feels like they uh, – now, again, I think they had four turnovers because Billy counts fourth down stops as turnovers. 
And I don't disagree with them on that. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. But so if you can do that, that's good. But how about yeah, how good were the Gators on third and fourth down on defense this game? Yeah, I think it was one of 11 on third and 0 for 3 on 0 fourth. 0 for 4, I think, 0 for on fourth. Might have been, yeah, it might have been 0 for 4. But, yeah, that's uh, – Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they went back to playing the defense like we've been seeing all year. Um, the question is, can they go out there on the road and do it? You know, you've still got a lot of kids playing – on, and on that offense, and um, you know, can they do it? I don't know. I will, I'll always have to see. It. And until they do it, it's kind of like the, they're living in Missouri because they're the show me state. Till you show me, you can go play on the road. Well, because you played one good half on the road, and that was last year's second half against Texas A&M, and they were worn down from having like ninety guys with the flu. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I you know, let's see what you can do. This, this it's time, it's time for a Florida team to go on the road and get a nice win. And again, they're they're trying to beat a two and three team. I know that's and that's, yeah. but I, I think again, last week really changed something within the mindset of Billy Napier as far as how to approach the guys, what he's trying to sell to them, or what he's trying to do to make them successful. And the mindset to me after this game, like it's it's almost like, and it's it's not exactly what he said, but kind of as I'm thinking about the conversation, what I what I felt, what he was trying to tell the team was, we knew we were going to win this game, like it wasn't even like, hey, congratulations, you won the game. It was you guys need to figure this out now and do that next week. Because going on the road is going to be extremely important, and we have to do something to change what has been happening. Because it's the narrative now. And well, but that's the way you're going to be remembered as a football team. It's not what you did at home. It's what you did on the road. Because if you don't win on the road, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to do anything with your season. I mean, uh, you've got to win some road games. And, and that's where, I mean, obviously, right now, they have not been able to do that. Still one in five. And true road games. So this this is, again, it, it's not like they're playing uh, the 85 Bears, you know. This is a good team that's had some tough luck and hasn't been able to get things to work out right, but you got to play better. If you can just go out and start fast, I think that'll be huge. That it will. It would no. be unusual, too. <laughs> right. Well, it's huge if you get to talk to Pat Dooley and you get that opportunity by calling us. 392-8255. We'll take a break. Come back with more right after this. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. 
We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. The skies will stay dry the rest of today with pleasant temperatures through sunset. Tonight, it'll be very cool to chilly again as we drop into the upper 40s and low 50s. For your Tuesday, you'll have increasing clouds and much warmer afternoon highs in the 80s. Now on Wednesday, scattered showers and storms are possible. Then rounds of rain continue into Thursday and Friday, too. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Kevin Harlan here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. From Las Vegas, it's week five of the NFL season, ending with the matchup of two proud franchises looking for a spark. It's the 1-3 Raiders hosting Jordan Love and the 2-2 two two Green Bay Packers. Join me and Mike Golick from Las Vegas for all the action of the Packers and the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts Monday night at 7.30 right here on WRUF. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Florida Gator Head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
All right, welcome back. Jules and Dozo here with you. It is a Monday edition of the tailgate after a Gator dub. So that is good. Gators have now won 31 of 33 against Vandy and ended what happened a year ago. So they got coached up pretty good. Yeah, Vandy is not as good as they were a year ago. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Just watch, just look at the at the team. You you can tell. Yes. But they had also scored at least 21 in every one of their games. Yeah. The Gators made sure Offense they didn't get to that Offense wasn't their problem, number. yeah. But then they came in here, and it's like they almost had a reversal. And then Florida, in the end, was able to put it put it away with the fourth quarter. But a third quarter was about as ugly a football as you, you're going to see. Yeah. Cool note here from uh, Nick Belmonte. Remember I just mentioned uh, Brock Purdy? Yes, Doing his thing, keeps winning. Well, his dad actually pitched for the Miami Hurricanes in the early 90s. He was pretty good. Sean Purdy was his name. And he made it all the way to AAA with the Braves. Almost got called up, but he didn't. Hated him. Yes, because he was a Because he was a cane. He was a hurricane. You know, I saw a great stat the other day. There is a guy playing college football right now who is still playing. He's, it's, I don't know what year he's in, but he's playing, and he and Brock Purdy came out in the same class, and he was 59 spots rated ahead of Purdy. <laughs> when he, Just coming out of high school. Wow. And he's still playing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Purdy's, you know, got a chance to win, win a Super Bowl this year. Doing his thing. He's got a pretty good team around him. That he does. See what uh, Robert's got for us. He's next to join us on the tailgate. Hey, Robert. Hey, y'all. Um, I'm kind of calling to see – you know, I haven't watched much of South Carolina, but I'm wondering if you guys know anything about, you know, how they're playing because obviously they're 2-3, and three, but they've played some tough teams, tough schedule. So, I don't know. I haven't seen much of them, but, you know, I don't. I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say because it looks like it doesn't take much to beat us on the road. So, No. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Uh, Rattler's been like he has been his whole career. There's times when he's great and there's times when he's not good at all. So he, it's pretty much the same Spencer Rattler. Um, uh-huh. But they're, um, you know, they've had some guys that have been out with injuries, but um, they had a bye last week, and that's certainly dangerous. There's no question about it. And, you know, Shane Beamer's not going to be want to be two and four, so I think we're going to get everything they, they got. Yeah, it's almost like a make-it-or-break-it game for, for, for them. I mean, I, it kind of is for Florida, too, to be honest with you. But. Uh-huh. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah man. And, and you got to be alert on special teams, man. This guy will yeah, they, pull they always do one. their thing. Yeah, I mean he's he's really good at it, which I admire because you know Florida's got to get better at special teams. So they they didn't do anything really bad this game. They were good. They were okay. You know, Crawshaw was pretty good. It did yeah. Smack made a, that forty yarder he made was huge. I mean, it gave, made it a three possession game. I, that. Those things mean something to, to me, and I'm sure they do to the coaches. When you extend the lead to another possession with a made field goal, especially when it's 40 yards, uh, that's twice he's done that because he did that against um, Char- was it Charlotte that he did that against? The 54-yarder? Oh. Yeah, 54-yarder, yeah. And I think that elevated the lead. Yeah, too. and you can't use the, the transitive property ever when it no. comes to, to football, but Tennessee – 
beat Carolina 41-20. to And it wasn't even really close. And Rattler wasn't good that day. That's what um, I mean. He's not, it, it, but the trouble is he's usually pretty good at home. He's not very good on the road. You saw him here last two years ago, or last year, and other games he he does look good. So, but I, I think where where the difference is in South Carolina, Florida's offense should be able to do some damage there. Like they're they're thirteenth out of fourteen in total defense, and. They're last in Andy's fourteenth, right? Yeah. yeah, and they're last in sacks. They're like eleventh or twelfth in third down conversion allowed. And I mean, you look at like tackles for loss, and they're like one of the worst in the entire country. So they don't pressure quarterback a lot either. So this should be a game where Florida is able to do some things offensively, and that will, of course, concern me if they aren't able to do that. Yeah, exactly. They're going to need to score a lot in this game. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Uh, look, I, I'll say the same thing I did before the Kentucky game and, and, and the Utah game. If Florida can just play a clean game, I think they'll be fine, you know. But, again, in both those games, they were hardly clean. There were a lot of mistakes and uh, extra possessions. They gave both Florida – or both Kentucky and Utah for penalties on special teams, so – I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to go out there and, and execute and, and play clean. And, you know, if you don't get a bunch of turnovers, it's not the end of the world unless you give yeah, You don't need give to it give away. Them. That's that's where it hurts you. Yeah. All right. Back to the phones. Cattleman gives us a call here early on a Monday. Must be excited. What's up? Hey, guys. Got a happy hour function to hit. Got to want to vomit some content on y'all real quick. Okay. Hey, guys. Heard something that blew my mind. Uh, Last uh, on a previous show, um, Dak Prescott, guys, I want to talk about Florida and Miami, but um, Dak Prescott got a new deal, I guess, recently. Everybody's Stephen A. Smith telling us, Jerry Jones, pay Dak Prescott, pay Dak Prescott. Apparently, Dak Prescott's making $40 million per year on his new deal. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, is making $975,000 per year on a rookie deal with no signing bonus. So, in other words... But Dak Prescott's making 40 times what Brock Purdy's making, and Brock Purdy kicked his tail last night. It wasn't even close. But, yeah, Dak, remember remember the question was, Dallas, were they going to pay him or not? He ended up having a pretty decent year, so then it was like, well, this is what the market is, so we got to give him money. And I never thought he was well, that good. Yeah, but he's not even the highest-paid quarterback. No. You know? um, it's just it was market value at the time, and because they didn't want to get rid of him and bring in somebody else, and they just said, all right, I'll pay you instead. But he's never really yeah. been that good. He got uh, Brock Purdy got slotted right where he should have been at mm-hmm. that point because yeah, he was the last right. pick in the draft, yeah. Right, and they talk about – I haven't looked at the updated quarterback QBR, the NFL rating, but um, I think Brock Purdy's been ranked number one. And um, it, you, know, you hear so much about oh, running backs are underpaid, and we all know rookie contracts, or that's value for teams, but that's that's pretty mind-blowing right there. Dak Prescott making $40 million a year, and I don't even think he's an elite quarterback. Great. All right, guys, hey, two things real quick. Um, I've heard various things about the crowd – at the game, um, Vanderbilt coming off the Kentucky disaster. Nobody wants to see Vanderbilt play. Was the uh, swamp half full? No. It was almost all the way it full. Was, I think there were they, they, probably four or 5,000 empty seats. Yeah, they, they counted 88,000 because of the stuff. But, I mean, it was yeah. 
There was only a few empty seats as you looked around. Yeah. It was it was a good crowd. Homecoming. Oh, really? Pretty well, loud, heard, too, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't trust to uh, announce attendance. It's usually tickets sold. Yeah, of course. Turnstile was. Well, Jeff was at the game. Jeff, was it a big crowd? It was a, it okay. was a better crowd than I thought it would be. Then there you go. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, Miami real quick. Wanted to, uh, y'all probably heard some of this today, but I wanted, there are a lot of uh, interesting details to this. Uh, we all know about uh, Mario didn't take the knee. Y'all have heard all about this, of course, right? Yep. All right, get this. Calls a dumb run and play into the line of scrimmage. Back fumbles. They go to replay. They find out he didn't fumble, but they still uh, give it to a boss or to Georgia Tech. Clearly the dude is down. Then two, uh, 70 yards in two pass plays. Georgia Tech won the, wins the game. Everybody's just talking about old Mario not taking a knee. That's like four things. Like That's like four car crashes in a row right there, four unique car crashes. Are we going to be talking about that game 20 years from now, guys? I've never been impressed with Mario Cristobal. Got fired at Florida Atlantic. I think Oregon makes a lot of coaches look good. Have you ever Was he at Atlantic or International? Florida, Inter- Florida International. Yeah. I'm sorry, FIU. Well, anyway, have you ever heard of a coach? That doesn't want to do the victory play. Uh, no. Yeah, him. Well, he, did yeah, it, he did it. He did it again. Ago. Yeah, a few yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, there, There's been a game Stanford in 2018, and not only that, he apparently has a history of of running a game out by running his back into the line of scrimmage. Apparently, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a mentality thing or what, but he doesn't want to come out and admit it. But dumb butt doesn't want to take do the victory play. Have you ever heard of a football coach? that doesn't want to do the victory formation. I have never seen it like that, where you had 33 seconds. So if you take a knee, they have no timeouts left. The game is over Yeah. if you take yeah. a knee. Why take any chance on anything? I have. I would. I mean, I wor- look, I worry about the center getting the ball back to the quarterback when that's all that you, that's required. I'm just nervous about it. I remember one year when Florida, I think, beat uh, Tennessee 10-9 to game. And and one of the the players for Tennessee whacked at the ball so to make it go loose and I'm sitting there is that a fumble I mean is that going to be Tennessee's ball and look, luckily the referee saw it um, so yeah I I just it, it there is it makes no sense whatsoever let, let me ask you this Pat fans get you know fly off the handle after a game what's a fireable offense people make mistakes it happens in life but um, if you don't call a, a, a victory kneel-down play when the game's clearly won. Is that a fireable offense? I don't think it's in his contract that you don't have to pay him if he if uh, he doesn't take a knee. Right, but, I mean, but, but you're, you're, you're stealing victory or from the uh, jaws of the Yeah, but I mean, I think, yeah, I, they're not going to fire a guy who's going to, I think, cost them. I think he's right around $30 well, million for a buyout. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. And now these administrations, as we talk about, often want to eat the buyout. But what's dumber, Mel Tucker, or uh, not taking the victory play. Well, they're different things. Yeah, but, but yeah, that, but answer my question. What's dumber? Flirting well, with the, it's dumber to do something you can get fired for and not get paid for. That's what's dumber. <laughs> yeah, well, just just amazing. Now, there's more to that uh, whole situation than, than not taking a knee. He's got a bad history, and um, they uh, the zebras missed it on, on. Have y'all seen the replay yet on the I play? have. I I don't see a fumble there, but I they said it was not ir- irrefutable evidence. So yeah. well. There it goes. That, that, that's your problem, is you like to say, Pat, right? Yep. See. But no, that's yeah. I didn't think I didn't think he fumbled either, but they called it, which is all that matters. Jamar Gaffney didn't catch it. They called it. It's what they call, and then what they do or do not get right on. Because uh, there were a couple plays uh, in the Florida game 
where I was like, oh, it's coming. It's going to get reversed. And I go, no, it wasn't reversed. It wasn't irrefutable. What was the one? Trying to think of the the play that happened. But anyway, there were two plays that I was like, man, that's Florida got some breaks there. Because they were really close calls, but they called it on the field one way. And it stayed that way. It's almost like they shouldn't call it anything on the field. Like, just go. We don't we're going to go look we're at, look at it. it. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, look at a break and come back and wrap up the first hour here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Dylan Pierce. In girls volleyball, the Chiefland Indians will be traveling to Cedar Key to face the Sharks tonight at 6. Meanwhile, the Columbia Tigers will be hosting the Bell Bulldogs tonight also at 6. Moving to football, the Las Vegas Raiders will be facing the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. This is the first time Devontae Adams will be facing his former team. Coverage starts here at 7.30. In Gators football, tight end Arliss Boardingham was honored with SEC Co-Freshman of the Week, while defensive end Princely Uman Mielen was awarded with the East-West Shrine Bowl's Defensive Player of the Week. In baseball, the Braves will look to bounce back after their shocking performance in Game 1 against the Phillies. Game 2 starts tonight at 6.07. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Dylan Pierce. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Hey, it's Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators for my friends at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's family-owned jeweler with worldwide connections. IDC delivers exceptional value, mind-blowing selection, uncompromising quality, ironclad warranties. IDC has showrooms all over Gator country, Gainesville, Orlando, Tampa, Clearwater, Sarasota, Naples, and on the Treasure Coast. The vibe at IDC is relaxed and fun. Their non-commissioned experts will guide you every step of the way, and nobody can touch their incredible value prices. Of course, IDC's specialty is diamonds. Real, rare, precious GIA-certified diamonds in every shape and size imaginable. It's a massive selection at no middleman, direct importer prices. So when it comes to those special moments in your life, celebrate with the only jeweler endorsed by the Gators, International Diamond Center, where Gator Nation shops for jewelry. Get store locations, hours, and learn more. ShopIDC.com. Here's the kickoff. And this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and Super Sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz. 
with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Keff and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at myfloridalicense.com. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator women's volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. with you to finish up our number one and we've got a, a great way to do it as it is now time to tell you who cleaned up the best over the weekend it is brought to you by the official cleanup and restoration company of the florida gators that is of course serve pro those guys do a, a fantastic job any kind of uh, stuff that you need to clean up and stuff that gets messed up Call our friends at ServPro, and they will uh, make sure that you are taken care of. They are phenomenal. Just like, I'll go first, because Dills always goes first. Okay. I got to hype up the Jags a little bit. One, you don't like them, but for them to beat I don't the, mind them as much as they used to. Okay. I used to mind them a lot more. I'm, I'm okay with them now. But for them to beat the Bills? Yeah, that's, they're, they're better in... Uh, London, London. They are in but how about how about your boy Frank Frangie? You got to be in London for a week, and he just went around sightseeing, and then he got the call to winning football games. It's it's rough. So, it's rough that he has had to do that. So that was a uh, that was cool to uh, to watch. You get up and you watch football at nine thirty in the morning on Sunday, and it's the Jags, and they beat the Bills. I, I thought it was awesome. I mean, ETN is really really good. We didn't get to see the the younger ETN, but then we saw the older. ETN and he rushed for like 136 yards, a couple of scores, and Calvin Ridley did good for me in fantasy, so that always helps. <laughs> so yeah, I mean Trevor Lawrence has got it rolling. The Jags defense was really, really good stopping that highly potent offense. So that's who cleaned up for me. They they cleaned up London with two wins over there across the pond. So hopefully they can keep it going. Did you see London and France, and then you saw underpants? Her underpants? Uh, yeah, the guy who cleaned up for me, Gardner Minshew, mm. who is going to have to clean up a lot this year because Anthony Richardson keeps getting hurt. This time it was his shoulder. And I, I was reading the story. You know who he was going to have a second opinion from? Keith Meister. Yeah. So I'm like, good, good. Yeah. He, he did my surgery. He did a lot of surgeries, yeah. He's now like the basically the biggest name in Tommy Shoulders. John Sports. Yeah. He does a, a lot of... About seventy-five percent of them, Texas. Texas. He's actually the team ranger for the, or team doctor for the Rangers. So anyway, uh, Minshew comes in and does really well. Eleven out of fourteen, hundred fifty-five yards, and uh, you know, obviously, it looks like Richardson could be out for another 
game at least. So we'll we'll see how long he's out. Yeah, and it sucks because they're they're playing the Jags this week. I know. And he would have been coming back to Gainesville, so I'm sure he would love to play and be here. And there would have been a bunch of Gator fans coming over, family to come over and watch him. So it's a a bad week to get hurt for sure. Yeah, it's a shame, but I mean, obviously he's going to get hurt a lot because when you run in the NFL, people like to tackle you and make you hurt. Yes, and then make you hurt, hurt. And yeah, I, I'm just sitting there watching the game last night in San Francisco. These guys are just so big and fast. It's absolutely insane. You know what I've always likened it to? It's like incredibly fast balls of muscle yeah. coming at you, because all these guys are in shape except for a couple yeah. offenses, and they ones. just want to destroy you yeah. each and every time. And those guys just get up and take it. All right, so there you go. That's who cleaned up for us this weekend. It is brought to you by the official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. That is ServPro of North Central Florida. So if you need any kind of a major cleanup, something goes haywire, think of ServPro. Call them up and they will fix it, make it look like it never even happened. Well, it feels like the first hour didn't even happen. Went by so quick. We'll do it again all the way until 6 o'clock. You're listening to The Tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can't be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. I had low back pain that was due to herniated discs. Meet Dr. Justin Garzone, another satisfied patient who found regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Over a very short period of time, the pain went away completely, and I've had absolutely no symptoms or pain since my treatment. Before Dr. Garzone found QC Kinetics, he was looking at all the old school pain treatments. It was recommended that I have steroid injections done, but then unfortunately my insurance company said that I would have to do three months of physical therapy first and I needed to get better quickly. With QC Kinetics, the doctor got lasting relief with no downtime. I didn't have to take any medications during my treatment. I avoided surgery and I am now pain-free. Don't live with chronic pain and don't go under the knife. Call QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352 400 4550.
I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000 at Melden Law. We won't back down. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255 you know if i'm saying something to you i don't say to you i'm gonna say something to you and then say it i just say it or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at jeff cardoza uf and at pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat All right, we're back here. Second hour brought to you by Melden Law. They won't back down. I actually did uh, Jeffrey Melden's podcast today with him after I did my own. I'm podcast out. Did you talk law? No, we talked me. Hmm. He likes to he likes to find out about why you got into things and why you. That's some good stories to tell. So why did you get into the band? Play the flute. I didn't get into the band. Oh. I, w- I, w- I thought I, I heard that story. I should uh, th- no. I know what you're trying to do, and I'm not going to fall for it. <laughs> I am, um, but no. I it's um, it's fun. Always fun talking to Jeffrey. He's a good dude. Yes, he is. Always see him at the games, having a good time, wearing the uh, the gaudy Gator gear. Yeah. Looks awesome. It is good. You stuff. know, there was a point uh, Saturday when I was sitting there. And I had my two TVs going. And now that I've got a b- bigger TV for the second one, it's a lot more fun. Ooh. And uh, I think I was eating something and having a beer or whatever. And uh, the second half of the Oklahoma, Texas, and LSU, Missouri were going on, and which were unbelievable games. And I'm just sitting there going, this is, this is all I ever want. This is all I want is to be able to sit here and watch two games. Dog not bothering me. You know, he was a good dog. It was it was it was a pretty good weekend for college football. 
Yeah, a lot of games we can talk about. Different things happening. Wasn't a good weekend if you were a Braves fan. No. Yes, not a good weekend of just being at home in general. And you wonder if this starts to now, especially in baseball, make you rethink of, you know, it's it's cool to get the bye, but when you haven't played in five or six days, do you lose that live pitching thing? And you're so, especially for Braves offense that was so damn good. They hadn't gotten shut out at home all year. And then Philly goes and does that to them with a bullpen game. Yeah. So they didn't even throw any of their relevant starters and had a lot of guys just get them out. So it's basically a must win for the Braves tonight. You would think the same for the Dodgers. It's only best of five in this round. And I don't know if you feel bad for Clayton Kershaw or what, but that guy's just been one of the greatest pitchers in the history of the sport. Yeah. And he just can't win in the playoffs. And just it was really hard watching that the other night. I actually was over at the uh, the swamp watching it on TV, and he couldn't get an out. And it just, but he gave up five hits and six runs before he even got an out. And this is against Arizona. Yeah, why would why would that be such a trouble sometime for? There's some guys that just like can't get off the first inning. If they can get off the first inning, then you're in trouble. And you've known guys like that before. That if if they if they pitch well in the first inning, uh oh, watch out for this now. Yeah. But if if they but a lot of times that's when you get them. Now I don't know if it's just you're not loose. You're not you know. I, I a lot of guys come out and they throw first pitch fastball, and if the guy's waiting for it and times it up, boom! All of a sudden it's one nothing. So, um, but we'll see. There's a lot of baseball still to be played. That there I, is. I hope. Yeah. I hope there's more than two games left in this season. Yeah, I uh, I hope so too. Otherwise, baseball will be dead to me. Braves have certainly had the uh, the team to be able to do it, but got to figure something out. Yeah, they just got to you know. I, I I do agree with you though that by the by makes me nervous, especially when I start looking at because I don't. I, I I finally start looking at the schedule and I go, oh, they got to be off for a full week with with no live pitching. That doesn't. That's not a good thing. That's all I could think about. It's not that can't be good. No, baseball is the one sport where you get into a rhythm. Yeah, and you want to play the next day after you lose. Even now in this round, take a yeah. take a day off after, and then all of a sudden Wednesday we could have four games. You know, it's just it's kind of a weird schedule. But anyway, I, I look as long as they get rid of that one game wild card, I'm I'm not yeah, gonna be. But too that's mad. what made the wait then even longer. I know, I know. So I can't have it both ways. What you're saying? No, you can't. I mean, maybe you just need to add two more teams and have one play. I say let everybody one play eight. That way, the Yankees and Mets could both make it the yeah, playoffs. Essentially, uh, get there. But it was a uh, a fun weekend of college football, certainly. And what we saw inside the swamp was at least better. And and I hope a lot of people are maybe getting back on the ledge after you, you inch closer and closer to jumping off of it because well, you know they'll. What could happen Saturday? They jump yeah, right back off right the ledge. On it but you're getting close, but I, I I do think the mind like, and again I, I I get some pretty cool access of being able to be around and see some different things that are seen, and I and I just I feel like something changed after Kentucky. For some reason, it's it's always damn Kentucky. Something changed in Dan Mullen after Kentucky when they lost that a few years ago and they made all the penalties and. Somebody called him out, and you know, he said he had the most said, shortage. So yeah, he won. Say, hey, uh, <laughs> they they won, and you know he he had excuses. 
But I think something changed in Billy Napier too. And the, the mindset of what he is trying to do with these guys, and I think he realized whatever was happening, whatever was being said wasn't working, and something needs to be different. And I, and I think that there was a, an attitude this week that was different than what you normally saw in practice, and I think those guys went out there and played that way. And And, and even after the game, like it wasn't necessarily fun. I think guys were happy, but they expected to do that now. And I think when you... So there wasn't a Samford-like uh, celebration in the no. locker room? <laughs> no, it was, hey, we, we won. A couple guys you know, were, were excited, but it was like almost like, all right, we, we, we should have kicked Vandy's, you know what. Yeah. So now let's go do this again next week, and I think that is going to the, be the mindset all week. I, I would be the most shocked that I've ever been probably in anything in my life if Florida didn't come out and play well early in this game. Like, I think that would completely... Yeah, I'd, I would just be sitting there in that press box, which is really freaking high. and it But it's high, a nice yeah. press box. It's big. Yeah, it is pretty big. I would just sit there, and I, I, I don't know what I would do if Florida didn't play well early on in that game. Because I would expect everything to be different than what we saw last week against Kentucky. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But again, now they got to do it. They... I think they get it. Everybody understands that you cannot have the kind of performances you've had in the first two road games, uh, especially early. And why why fall behind? Why get behind and let and then have to feel like you're always constantly trying to fight back? Um, so, no, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, I that's Robbie and I were talking about this today. Uh, going to Columbia, South Carolina, not Columbia, Missouri. It's is one one road trip that I do kind of miss. I used, we I liked it because we could leave whenever we want, drive up, you know, and it's easy drive, easy drive, and uh, there's that sex store right as you get off of ninety five. I know you've been there, never been there, but um, <laughs> one year Robbie and I had a van that kept changing color. We still really? couldn't figure it out. It was Karen was with us too, and and uh, Gordon and Teresa, Snoopy, <laughs> that's a Chris Harry thing, and. Uh, we had we we would get like six seven people in a in a van and go up to the game and somebody had to serve as flight attendant. So, sir, would you like another drink? Nice. Yeah. Yes, I would. Thank you very much. But um, no, but it, yeah, for some reason we the van was gray green, then it was gray, then it was like blue. It must have just been the way the light was, or it could have been the, amount, the amount of alcohol. Yeah, that could have been a factor as well. That was. Uh, but I do. I, that's one trip I used to like to go to. Although I will say this, um, there's not much around there, around the the stadium to go to. I don't know. Maybe it's gotten better now. But it's the World's Fair. Yeah, it's. I never understood why that fair was ever there. <laughs> and they would always have it. Always Florida Week too, so you make sure the traffic would be bad. So there's a lot. It's good. It's a, it's a, I like Columbia. I like going up there. This is a good place. All right, let's get uh, David to join us next. David, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, yeah, I'm still, uh, you know, I, 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 every win's a great win. That was certainly Saturday, you know, they seem to play better. Uh, I, I just, you got you got to make me a believer that I'll go on the road and get a road win. You know what I mean? You do? Um <laughs> and uh, and I just don't. I still, 
I think the philosophy on offense is going to hurt us. It's almost like he tried to in the third quarter, tried to open it up a little bit, maybe take a couple shots. You know, I was I was getting a little bit excited, but then he just went back to the normal. So, um, yeah, I just uh, I just don't think that style of offense, okay, that that that, that Kentucky destroyed, uh, is going to get it against the better teams like you know Georgia, Florida State, even Missouri. Uh, I mean, South Carolina, we should beat them. I think we have better players, but I still think that uh, that philosophy on offense, unless he unless he changes something, if he sticks with what he's been doing, I don't see it happening. Okay, yeah, and I mean, obviously there's been a lot of talk about the offense, David, and you know, I'm, I'm with you on a, a few things, but if you watch San Francisco last night, the offense is very similar. A lot of the things that they do, a lot of the throws that they make that they're asking Purdy to do, not asking him to zip it all the way down the field and do a bunch of stuff. You take a shot every now and then. And they were going against a Cowboy defense that was, I think, third in the NFL with how good that they were. So the offense does work. You just have to have the right people to, to execute. And you have to have precision in the, in the handling yeah. of it. You can't have – five-yard false start penalties, you know, and, and it'd be second. Yeah, one, the, the problem with this offense is if, if you do, if you have a penalty, it's tough to then erase it. It's all about staying on track, getting ahead of the chains, doing what you're supposed to do, and, and moving down the field and taking six or seven minutes to do so, but eating up some clock and inevitably scoring. So I, I think it's fine. I just don't know if he's got all the right personnel Yet, I think the offensive line is still a part of why they can't do some of the things that they do. But as we talked about in in hour number one, David, you've got a really good playmaker that you didn't have against Kentucky, now back in the lineup, in number three. You've got number eight now that's knowing what he's doing. And you've got number one that is really, really good, knows what he's doing. And you've, you've got number six that can get down the field and stretch it and do some different things there too. So if you can put all those guys in there at the same time, I think you have a dynamic offense that can really hurt some people if Mertz has the time to be able to do it. I mean, the, the, the guy has done something completing passes that no one in the history of Florida football has ever done with, with how accurate he is. So it's there. There's just it's just not sexy, and and I know that bothers some people. Yeah, I no, I have a hundred percent complete confidence in in Mertz. That's the thing is I don't understand why they don't take some more shots down the field. I, I get it, you got to you know offensive line that, but you can you know you can mask them things, roll him out. You can also you know depending on the routes you run too. If you run nine routes, you know it, you know you can get those out quick. So and in San Francisco, they take I don't know that. They were taking some some little bit deeper shots than what we do. I can tell you that. I I think uh, it was almost like Billy Napier was calling plays for the Cowboys last night because they were running on a third and nine. I was scratching my head on some of the, on those plays, but um, you know, I, again, you know, um, they they got to make me believe. So let's let's uh, let's get a win on the road. It'd be nice. Well, and that's exactly come out ready it. to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, there's uh, no reason for me to pick Florida until they. Win a game on the road. When they do yep, that, then absolutely. I'll pick them. All right, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, David. Appreciate you. We need to snag a break, knock it out, and come back with more. We've got another David ready to spit some fire here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. 
I'm Dylan Pierce. In girls volleyball, the Dixie County Bears will be traveling to Brantford to face the Buccaneers tonight at 7. Meanwhile, the Gainesville Hurricanes will be hosting the Wildcats of Ocala Forest tonight at 6.30. Moving to football, the Las Vegas Raiders will be facing the Green Bay Packers tonight on Monday Night Football. This is the first time Devontae Adams will be facing his former team. Coverage starts here at 7.30. In Gators football, tight end Arliss Boardingham was honored with the SEC Co-Freshman of the Week, while defensive end Princely Uman Mielin was awarded with the East-West Shrine Bowl's Defensive Player of the Week. In baseball, the Braves will look to bounce back after their shocking performance in Game 1 against the Phillies. Game 2 starts tonight at 6.07. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Dylan Pierce. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. 2023 is flying by, and suddenly it's football season. Get your friends and family together and come on down to Gainesville's iconic restaurant, Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. At Leo's, we're serving our famous deep-dish pizza, heavenly garlic knots, and the ever-popular salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for the sexy food pics and the fundraising calendar. And, of course, don't forget to say you heard me on the tailgate. Oh, no, not only salsa do. We're constantly telling you about all the great things that you can go buy at Oaks Jewelry at a fraction of the cost of getting things at the mall across the street. And while that's still true, now's the perfect time to have Oaks Jewelry buy something from you. Gold and silver prices have skyrocketed. And if you got anything just laying around in the drawer or you just need a little extra cash, we'll take it to Oaks Jewelry and walk out of there a winner. The price of gold hasn't been this high in a really long time, so now's the perfect time to stop by and get the most out of it. Turn that old jewelry that you never wear into a great trip somewhere this summer. Oaks Jewelry, making people sparkle and smile for decades. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Emergencies are awful and normally happen at the worst time imaginable. No one likes it when something unexpected happens, and more often than not, you've got to spend a ton of effort and time trying to fix it. But I want to tell you about a company that I've seen firsthand fix things, and they were fantastic. ServPro of Gainesville, Alachua County provides 24-7 emergency water restoration and dryout 
fire restoration, mold remediation, reconstruction, and that's just to name a few of everything they do. No matter your needs, everything is done to industry standards in the most thorough way possible. So there's no way you should call anybody else around because they can handle any size loss, big or small. Independently owned and operated, the ServPro crew will be there for you. So let them seize the job and ensure your emergency will be handled the right way. ServPro is the only official cleanup and restoration company of the Florida Gators. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, we are back here on the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. A little sinus trouble here. And there are teams that are 3-2 and two that I didn't know were 3-2 and two in the NFL. I think you start paying more attention. Probably should. Yeah, for some reason yesterday I hardly watched any. any I watched a little bit. Um... But I didn't watch any of the late games, and I didn't watch the Monday night game or Sunday night game. I don't know. I was just in a weird mood. I was in a weird place. What else is different than normal? Yeah, I was in my normal place. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, we're in a place where we can take some more calls. Let's get after it with another David joining us. Hey, David. Hey, guys. You know, you told me I was going to spit some fire on the other side of that commercial there. Bring it. But I lost my voice during the Vandy game, so I don't know if I can do that today. <laughs> well, at least, uh, you, at least you worked hard on Saturday. That's good. It was a good time. And you know what's crazy? That uh, that trick play we ran at the beginning, it, if he doesn't hang it up so much, that's a, that's a touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw a lot of Gator fans kind of getting upset that I was called. And it's like, what What do you want? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It he was just, wide sort of He thing. was wide open. I like, know. For it a was really like, long time. Perfectly drawn up. Yep. Perfectly drawn. And now it makes every other team know that we can run that. And it makes them have to respect the fact that we can play that. And, uh,. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's just what I was thinking. Outside. Yeah, is that now they've got to they've got to be prepared for that, which is sometimes why, like when, why you pl- make certain plays just for that. Yeah, it's it's like when we used to put um, Burton at quarterback and put John Brantley at wide receiver, and everybody's like, "Oh, they'll never throw to him," and then Burton threw a touchdown pass to him against Kentucky, and uh, that was I might not have been a touchdown, but they threw him he threw him a pass against Kentucky and he caught it. So yeah. You sometimes got to keep people honest. But, um, you know, I, I think it just goes to show this past week in college football that it, every Saturday is a brand-new week. And, you know, yeah, we didn't play a good game against Kentucky. Can we have that one back? I mean, I bet if you play, if we played them ten times, we might come out on top six. I feel that way strongly, and maybe I'm a homer saying that. But sometimes things just don't go your way, and it didn't go Kentucky's way Saturday against Georgia. That doesn't mean you don't take it one game at a time. Yeah, but and I, you just I, say, "All right." Let me. I will say this: I think Georgia and Kentucky could play ten times, and it would be the same result every time. Because that's—I mean, I'm not going to argue. They're—they're they're that. They're Georgia's that good. And if Georgia decides they want to play, 
which they did. You know, maybe they aren't as bored as maybe they were earlier in the year. They go out there and just destroy them. Um, so. Well, well, two questions for you guys. First off, Arliss, that guy's like a brick wall running routes out there. Um, he's definitely a raw, you know, type of uh, player. He's got to develop a lot of skills and a lot of things like that. I think Billy touched on that in the press conference. But it's good to see, like, and I hate the dreaded P word of potential, but it's good to see that on the offense with our players. I yeah. think everybody talks about that defensive class we have coming in, but people forget that, you know, Billy had a whole year recruiting already, and it's good to see some of that's paying dividends already. So my question is, do you think our list um, is going to be more involved moving forward, or do you think that, like, I believe we have uh, we have a uh, – with getting our other weapons back, is he going to be limited, or what, what do you kind of think on that? Well, the thing is, I all through fall camp, we were hearing, this, man, they got this kid, this tight end, Arliss Boardingham, and we're like, okay, whatever. You know, and they were really raving about him, but he he couldn't get on the field very much because he wasn't consistent at what he was doing. He didn't always run the right routes. He didn't always do the things he was supposed to do. And that's why you, you saw Jonathan Odom start the – year and and uh Hanson um both started the year at, at tight end so uh and but neither but I, one of them are, are bad either no they're they're fine uh but I think Boardingham gives you a player that is you know um, I mean I'm not going to compare him to Kyle Pitts but that kind of player where he's six foot four and, and long arms and can go make tough kind of like McGee yeah kind of like how McGee yeah. was when we had him transfer in yeah, um, but then his first year he broke his leg right away. But then he then he oh. came back and had a good year, his second year. I remember that that team because um, Dre Massey got injured, and then oh yeah, leading up to the first game first of game, the season, yeah. Chuck the first game Chuck Oliver said it was the first game that he was going to get to play. And Chuck Oliver's like Dre Massey's healthy, and everybody in the SEC needs to be on notice because he can flip the field on you. And he did this whole fifteen minute piece on how. Dre Massey was going to be the best offensive player in the SEC that year, and oh, I got I bought into incorrect. it, and I got let <laughs> I got let down so hard. Uh, my other question, and I don't want to take up all your time, but my other question is, you know, uh, Gator fans, uh, like you always say, nobody suffers winning like Gator fans, and I agree with that. Uh, at halftime, we're up two scores, and everybody's not happy, and then all of a sudden, we're up thirty-eight to. 14 and people are like well we should be it's against vandy and it's like who who do you want us to play like it's this is a team that shows up this is the team you got to play and so my question is um do you think we need to take like the rest of the season like a holistic approach if we got all these games left or do you think we need to take it week by week and just worry about what's in front of us i'll take that off the air have a good one guys all right david thank you yeah i, I think you got to take it week by you week have to and every every like we one of my other sayings is every game's its own game. And so just because Florida played a little better this week doesn't mean they're going to play better the following week. You know, um, again, South Carolina had a bye week last week. I think the next three opponents that Florida has have bye weeks before they play them. Obviously, Georgia does, and Florida does too, right? Yep. And then who do they got after that, LSU? Mm-hmm. And they, I think they have a bye week before that too. So, Yeah, it's um, – but – no, you've got you've got to try to win as many games as you can because it's not just about getting to the best bowl or, or getting to a bowl. It's about 
the momentum staying alive within your program and for recruiting purposes, for uh, making these guys believe that all the things you've been telling them will come to fruition if they just do what you're supposed to, what they're supposed to do. And to do that, to win those kind of games, you have to have it. You have to have guys believe in it. He, um, he asked about boarding him. I let's see how bad this audio is, but I asked, Billy on the field after the game about boarding him because obviously he had a good game. Here's what he said about him. Okay. If you're uh, you're still listening, David. Today, uh, Arles Boardingham, couple of scores for him. Um, and it looks like you're moving him around a little bit too. So uh, that's got to be kind of cool to, to see a manufacturer. Yeah, we think he can be unique. He's a matchup player. Um, played receiver in high school. He's a big man. Uh, he sh- one of the things that impressed me is he's hard to tackle. Yeah. You know, he's he's broken many tackles. And uh, he's a really bright kid from California. He's got a phenomenal family. Dad's a, a track coach background. Mom's a phenomenal uh, person and mother. And um, he's, he's a freshman, you know. So he's a guy I think has got a bright future in front of him. So, and Odom was out this week. I don't know if you know well, that. Well, I noticed he, he wasn't playing. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was in street clothes, so he wasn't playing. And Boardingham obviously got the opportunity. But yeah, I think a lot of people really enjoy him, and it, and it was having to figure out what you're going to do with him and utilize him the best. And what does that remind you of when he says he was a receiver in high school? I mean, that's a lot Pitts-like. You yeah. can line him up in the slot. You can move him around, and he can be a matchup nightmare. And I think that's exactly what, what he can become. And that's why, you know, again, I, I think as you're starting to see more and more of these playmakers, or you didn't really have him or you certainly didn't have Eugene Wilson right. against Kentucky and it didn't play. So these are two extra guys now that defenses are going to have to watch out for, which would and then return free up more of Pearsall and some of these other guys to be able to do stuff. So having him and starting to become a factor now is going to be big. Well, and that – <clears throat> it's two games with Eugene Wilson, the Tennessee game. Of course, the um, what was it? The first six plays, five, five plays. Yep. Yeah, went to him. So they well, they know what they've got there, and they're trying to get him the ball. I think he had ten targets in this game. So, which is more than Pearsall, more than anybody. Yeah. Every every time he touches the ball, it's almost like Kadarius Tony is here again. Yeah. Because you see a, a lot of the things. He seems to be a tougher runner. Yeah. But but he also just it feels like when the ball's in his hands something can something happen. Something can happen, yeah. And that's the thing though. He a, a guy like that, he's only going to get better cuz he's going to get bigger and stronger and you know th- after 3 years of working in a weight training facility, you know, that that is big league, um he, he should be just do nothing but get bigger and better and, and stronger. So again, he's a freshman, Boardingham's a redshirt freshman. Um Obviously, Andy Jean's a freshman, so I mean they got a lot of some potential talent there. There's no question about it. I, I'm I'm curious to see maybe we see more of Mazel too. I mean he I know he's got the skill, he's got the speed. They just got to figure it out how to get him the ball. Got to learn the offense. All right, let's uh, get a break. Come back with more. You are listening to a tailgate on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yes, 
It's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold, hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. The skies will stay dry the rest of today with pleasant temperatures through sunset. Tonight, it'll be very cool to chilly again as we drop into the upper 40s and low 50s. For your Tuesday, you'll have increasing clouds and much warmer afternoon highs in the 80s. Now on Wednesday, scattered showers and storms are possible, then rounds of rain continue into Thursday and Friday too. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. But you found your quarterback, Justin Fields. You got him. And, right? No. I would say it like this. If I asked the room, who would you bet a week's pay on is a great NFL quarterback in three years? Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams. I think everyone would bet that. Let's say they play yep. well. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is my mic on? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Pardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
Alright, we are back here on the tailgate. Pat Julie, Jeff Cardozo. And we're only about uh, 29 minutes away from the first pitch for the Braves Phillies. I don't That's like, it. I don't like it. I don't. I. I just. It just doesn't feel right. I don't know why. It's. It's driving me nuts. You play 162 games to get to the point where you got to sit be out over week, just like that. And then you play. Can't but that's that's baseball. I mean, it's like it that is in, baseball. Like yeah. that in college baseball. I mean, imagine a couple of those good years that we had hosting. You lose the first two. Games of a regional and season's over. I know. Just don't expect it. I think and then the, teams are playing again for another month after that. Wasn't the worst one? Well, that was a super regional. Was um, Southern Miss? That was super in 08. Yeah, golly. I thought I, I, that just did not go well. But I think the the worst one was the year we lost to. Was it Carolina? Matt Heath. We had all that rain. It wasn't Carolina. It was like. Uh, Smaller Carolina school. Coastal? It wasn't Coastal. Furman? No. Um, One of those weird... Charleston? Charleston. Charleston Southern. Yeah. And somebody else lost two and that was it. Yeah. Never know. You just never know. All right. Back to the phones we go. We know that Woody's ready to talk today. Hey, Woody. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh... I um, quit watching the Miami game because I thought it was over. Um, by your er- earlier discussion, did I actually miss a fourth and dumb situation, a, a Giants and Eagles fumble on the last play kind of situation? It For was, real? Well, it was third down. It, was st- it wasn't fourth down, yeah, fourth. but it was still dumb. A debacle. Yes, a Miami mishap. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I missed it. I would have been. I turned it off too. I mean, because they they only had to deal. That's all they had to do was kneel. I didn't want to watch them kneel and celebrate, so I flipped it over. Next thing you know, I'm seeing the score, and I'm like, "What? There's no way that happened." I've got to go back and watch that. Well, Jeff Jeff was just playing the play by play guy, and I've I've listened to about nine times already. It's pretty. Uh, I got to hear that. Okay. So, guys, I called about this, the Gator schedule. You know, I've been saying that, for me, the over and under for the season was 7-5. and five. Uh, After we beat Tennessee, I was encouraged that we might win more than seven games. Uh, you know, now I, I'm looking and I'm thinking, uh, this could be in jeopardy. I wanted to ask you all a question, your opinion. Don't you think they have to play considerably better just to go 3-3 three and three the last six games? Well, yeah, yes. because they, they're road. most of those games are on the road, yeah. Yeah. So where do you guys think they need to be better? I think they need to be better in all three phases. And maybe, like you're saying, it's a week-to-week thing. It could take another step against South Carolina. But, you know, if they get smoked by Georgia, you know, is that going to carry over? Or do you think they're just they're going to shake it off and keep it? Yeah, no, they, they, and, they'd be able to shake that off. Uh, listen, Georgia's Georgia. And I think they'll, they'll yeah. still play well. But if you lose, then whatever. You're supposed to lose before the year started. And everybody – thought that that was going to be the case. So you bounce back and go try to win a couple after that. Yeah, it's going to be different. Woody, I, I do think the offense is getting better. They're getting more comfortable with each other, as we've talked about today. You know, you're starting to see more playmakers kind of come to fruition and 
be maybe impact players. Again, the, the defense, maybe that was an anomaly against Kentucky because they've been really good the rest of the way. I mean, Jaden Hill's playing out of his mind right now. I, I, I made him the player of the, uh, Did you really? of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it seemed like he made every big play that he needed to yeah, make. He was doing good. You had, you had freshmen after the the dude got burnt. He came back and had a couple of really nice stops yeah, and a tackle. he did. So, I mean, I, I think they'll be fine there. And, again, Vandy had scored 21 – at least 21 in every one of their games, and the Gators only held them to 14. So I think they'll be fine. I think the specialists on special teams are good. Now there's obviously some penalties and mishaps that have been there, but Crawshaw is still one of the best punters in the league, and he didn't have a, a blunder this game. He always seems to have that one shank. He didn't. And now you've got a field goal kicker that hadn't missed a kick yet all year. So they're fine there. I, I think they, they have it. They're starting to put it together. It, it just needs to now happen on the road, and we'll see if – that starts on Saturday. What about offensive line? For me, that's yeah, that's the key that's the, the one. And again, you were without two this week, and Austin Barber wasn't playing. But you got the uh, the the big dude in there this week, and maybe you start to see him more into the rotation now, doing some things. It's it's still I think the scariest part of the whole team to me. And you know, obviously, you don't have. Osiris Torrance anymore, who still, by the way, hasn't given up a sack in the NFL. So he's gone all of his college career and now NFL without giving up a sack. So you miss that dude. Absolutely. And that, well, and again. And Garage is on the practice playing, squad. Yeah. Um, they've got it. I mean, that's the area they've got to get better. But they, they really, you know, when you, when you have guys that are having these injuries, you're really never never putting the same five guys out there, and that's nope. part of the problem. And I think this yeah. was this is already going to be an offensive line that had to learn from, um, you know, getting to know each other. And because it's not, you can practice a million hours, but it's until you get into a game and get into that that situation where you're playing against each other, you're going to figure it out. Um, and they haven't been able to do that. You know, it's either been Kingsley out or Barber this week, and Kingsley both, and. Um, so well, hopefully they can uh, solve that problem because, like, everybody wants him to throw deep, but you can't throw deep if you can't block. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a bye week coming up soon? Next week. Yeah, before Georgia. Okay. Well, maybe healthy, you know, a little more practice. Maybe that'll be the week where they take a step. Hopefully yeah, so. Okay, guys, thanks. Thanks, Woody. And speaking of NFL players and Gators in the NFL. It was kind of cool this week. You saw some some jersey swaps with some former Gators and uh, Pierce and Pitts. But you know th- this one's kind of near and dear to me just because of my relationship with him. And I don't know if you know this or, or saw this, Pat, but Alex Anzalone had his best game of his career. He led the team in tackles over the weekend. He had 11 tackles and was really, really good. But his parents are actually a part of a church group that are in Israel right now with all of this oh. stuff going on. So he is uh, trying to see if figure out a way to, to get them out of there and you know not be a part of all this mess that, that is going on. So that's uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we think about football, and there's a lot of just life out there that people don't understand or know what's going on with, with other people. But, yeah, his parents are uh, over there in Israel, and – Hopefully they can get back here. Right? Yeah. His, his dad's this really successful doctor and yep. done some great things. So, yeah, I mean that's hopefully yeah they do because that is a giant mess and I 
fear where it could be turning into. Um, just not good. You know, I saw pictures today of them trying to shoot down planes and stuff, and some of them were not even involved in this, and they're like, hey, you know, we just want to land. So it's it's a bad deal. Bad, bad deal. But, yeah, hopefully uh, he can do that. He can get them home. Yep, no doubt. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back and wrap up a Monday edition of the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Dylan Pierce. In girls volleyball, the Bradford Tornadoes will be hosting the Bulldogs of Sewanee tonight at 7. Meanwhile, the Bell Bulldogs will be traveling to Columbia to face the Tigers tonight at 6. Moving to football, the Las Vegas Raiders will be facing the Green Bay Packers tonight on Monday Night Football. This is the first time Devontae Adams will be facing his former team. Coverage starts here at 7.30. In Gators football, tight end Arliss Boardingham was honored with the SEC Co-Freshman of the Week, while defensive end Princely Uman Mielin was awarded with the East-West Shrine Bowl's Defensive Player of the Week. In baseball, the Braves will look to bounce back after their shocking performance in Game 1 against the Phillies. Game 2 starts tonight at 6.07. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Dylan Pierce. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With express shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my healthcare team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. When you buy a diamond at International Diamond Center, you can bring it back a year from now, trade it up to a bigger one, and get 110% of your original purchase price toward the new diamond. You pay me $10,000 for my diamond. When you come back and you want to trade it up, you're going to get that $10,000. Plus, we're going to give you a bonus of $1,000. IDC owner Keith LeClaire talking about IDC's industry-leading diamond trade-up policy. So you're getting 110% on what you paid for that diamond. Who else does this? I'm going to pay you more for that diamond than you paid me in the beginning. The 110% upgrade is just another thing that separates IDC from the rest. We stand behind what we sell. We know what we're selling, we believe in what we're selling, and we know the inherent value of that diamond. At IDC, your trust means everything. We want you to feel that you can buy with confidence. International Diamond Center. Highest quality, insane selection, guaranteed best value, full transparency, and the strongest consumer protection warranties in the industry. Our job is to keep you as a customer. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. 
I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100, you'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live, we got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM. 8 minutes or so left in the show. If you want to get a quick call in here, we'll be happy to take it here on the tailgate. I am looking forward very much to going to bed tonight. I had some weird, like one night I stayed up too late, one night I woke up too early and couldn't go back to sleep, so I need a good Eight to nine hours sleep, <laughs> which when you get to be my age, you sometimes just have to have that. So I'm, I'm literally thinking about going to bed at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, somewhere in there. What if the Braves are up by one in the seventh inning? Uh, probably not. Then that would be eight o'clock. Uh, then I'll have to stay up. Okay. But if they're losing, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. May I feel a little bit more energized once you eat yeah once I get a little food in me I'm ready to but I think I might just go to bed I'm so tired today I had a uh, you know weird weekend but it was good I, I I miss my wife I wish I can't wait till she gets back she gets back tomorrow from Colorado where she took some really cool videos of walking past and everything that she was on. It was good. So it seems like it's uh, been good for her work and good for just to be out and doing something like that. Speaking of Colorado. She should have gone by and seen Dion. Just knock on his door. Yeah, they weren't there. They were in uh, Phoenix taking on Arizona State. And they they beat a team that's, what, one in five now? And they're very awful. Did you see what Shador did after the game? He literally walked up to the student section and like mocked him and like made all these gestures and did this stuff. I'm like, dude, you just beat a one in five team barely. And you're going to sit there and act like that. So yeah, as again, much as you never know what's, about Dion what's and, coming out of the students. Yeah, I understand that, but still doesn't give you the right to go no. over there and do that Good and act. act like a, act like you've been there before. Yeah. So, and, and do I, I would have never have thought Oklahoma would have been able to beat Texas. So give them a lot of credit. Yeah, I, that's one of the many ones that I missed. I missed a lot of games this weekend. 
but that was and um Stoopsy's son making some big catches, especially on the last drive. Mm-hmm. Um that was he was he's a pretty good player. But um no, I didn't see that coming uh at all. I I I mean the easiest bet was taking Georgia and giving the points. That was the easiest bet of the weekend. There there were a lot though that, that I just totally failed on miserably. Yes, you didn't do good. No. Beat you in our picks contest this week. Mike is going to join us next. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, man? Man, I tell you, the most overplayed comment from Gainer fans was this, I wish we'd go deep more. I mean, I, yeah. I just don't get it. But I got a question, though. Is Kingsley supposed to be back this week? That is the plan. Now, now um, this might be an ignorant statement, but at this point, I mean, does Slaughter play any other position besides center for us? Um, no, not just because he's had to do so much center. I mean, I think he could, but hadn't really worked on it. What I'm getting at is, is I know Kingsley played some guard for us and yeah. he's pretty good at guard. So why not insert him? I mean, center to me is, is kind of like your general and, and I'm not saying slaughter's there yet. And I know Kingsley's probably a better center, but he just can't stay healthy. So, I mean, what, would that be an option? Put, put Kingsley in there at guard and just keep slaughter at center. That might help some of our issues. Yeah, maybe it's it's been a couple of years, but I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And and Slaughter actually graded out the best offensive lineman that start he had against Charlotte, uh, so he was yeah, really he's good. Got the, he's gotten better each week, man. I just, you know, I know you guys are pinched for time, but I, you know, I look at the Kentucky game, and you know, if you see that game, we got punched in the mouth in the first quarter, yep, and basically beat down in the second half. But if you look at how that game played out. You know, Marshall makes that play on a pick six, and we went deep a couple of times. If, if, if you know, he hit Pearsall, but Pearsall just could not maintain possession when he hit the ground. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think the DB got his hand in there too. Um, no, he, he just hit, right hit the ground. Well, he, but he. Point being, you make those been plays. A tough catch, yeah. It could have been a different game, is my point. And and you know, it wasn't as it wasn't a good game, and I'm not even. And in, in any way, shape, or form, saying that, but I don't think I think our defense came out and played a lot better in the second half and later in the second quarter. Agreed. That, that, you know, I, I saw a lot of. And, and if you look at this, guys, we've got. And I know Shane says, "Well, you can't use it as an excuse." It's really not an, an excuse. I'm I'm using. I, I'd like to see another team that has many true freshmen on offense running around as we do. I mean, you've got Gene, you've got Wilson, now you've got Boardinghand coming along, who is a matchup nightmare. I mean, Gator fans need to get behind this team and look at the look. The future is freaking stinking bright for this team, man. I mean, with some of the recruits he's got coming in next year um, on defense and even on offense, I just it, it, we just we just need to be patient. And I, I really look at this as year one for Billy because he kind of cleaned house after last year. Um, so yeah, know, no, we we say that, guys. we talked about that uh, in the off season about how it was uh, last year was year zero really because. I, yeah, he had yes. to. He wanted to try to save a bunch of guys and make them come around to his way of thinking, and the ones who didn't are gone. And uh, but uh, and, and I'm I'm with you though. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm with you in terms of yeah. Gator fans need to be patient. I there is a bright future ahead, but we all know that at, if they go out and don't play well on the road again Saturday, people are going to get really mad again. <laughs> I agree. But I'm, I'm with, and I'll leave you with this. I'm, I'm with Jeff, man. I really think we're going to come out and, uh, and start fast. I, I think Billy's made a few changes with the, uh, 
with the travel and all. I think I think he's willing to make some changes, and I, I think it'll pay off Saturday. So uh, go Gators. Yep. Great show as usual. Guys. Let's hope so. Later. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I do. I, I mean, I, you look at the offensive line and you know, wish something could be better. I, it's, it seems like too that you know, Mazuka's a big dude, but I mean, he's always like wanting to fight everybody. Yeah. He even did that the last game too, and he's. He but I mean, maybe John that's, L. Sullivan again. Maybe that's maybe <laughs> that's good. I, I don't know. Um, but you did see Cameron Waits out there. That's did, that, that yeah. six eight dude. That's three seventy. So you maybe factor him in a little bit and try to do something. They were they were trying well, different yeah, things. You know, one problem for Florida is they've got young depth, and that that is an issue when you get a lot of guys hurt. Which they, you know, I mean, obviously two offensive linemen. You're a uh, you're starting. Well, Montrell's a starting tailback technically, but your other piece of that pie. And so you went to a freshman in Webb, and he actually played really good. Um, but th- their depth is so young that sometimes they just haven't developed enough uh, to play some of these positions. But, you know, I, it, the bottom line is, and we'll talk about this more as we go forward during the week, got to come out and be ready to go at 3.30, Okay. Not at 3.40 or 3.50, 3.30, whatever time, or 3.37, whatever time the game's going to actually start on the SEC Network, you better be ready to play at kickoff. And if somebody punches you in the mouth, punch them back. We did win the coin toss, too. I know. Past week. Well, when nice. you you had made such a big deal, I went, I, I should have written that. Yeah. Florida won its first coin toss of the year. Win it. <laughs> they uh, won the game. Maybe that's the recipe. Uh-huh. All right, Jose, thanks for pushing buttons, man. Appreciate you and answering all the calls today. We'll get Dooley to wake up, get the yeah. Braves a W, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll do the uh, deep way back and out of here like the Braves offense. All right. Bye-bye.